This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Philly chef Nick Elmy opens a second restaurant at the Pencoid Iron Works in Ballakinwood. The rooftop terrace that we have overlooks the river, and at night you get pretty beautiful views of Maniac. Stay tuned for the name and the type of cuisine. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadass Kuznets with Chef Nicholas Elmi at Lark in Balakinwood. We are on the seventh floor terrace of your newest restaurant. And this is restaurant number... Oh, I guess this would be considered number four. Number four. Okay, give us the rundown. So we have Laurel, ITV, The Landing, and now Lark. So Lark is very close to The Landing. It's kind of in the same complex here. Yeah, I mean, we're all down at the Pencoid Ironworks at the base of the Pencoid Bridge, which connects Maniunk and Balakinwood. So we're on the seventh floor and The Landing is on the first. Describe the complex. Was it always a plan to take the seventh floor in addition to the landing? That was determined before we signed on for the project that they wanted uh, two food and beverage spaces, one on the first floor and one on the seventh floor. And then we kind of came in and started designing and consulting and figuring out what we wanted to do and then eventually ended up staying on as managing partners. So are there plans for any more additional restaurants in this complex? In this complex? No, not currently. But we are expanding kind of our reach out here. Uh, There are our further development plans for down here at the Pencoid Ironworks, yes. There's a lot of space. There's there's a tremendous amount of space. We started off with the gym, and then built the, the hotel, redid the offices, took over a residential space, and now we're most likely going to build another hotel down here eventually. So you're part of the development? So Donna Galvin owns, Donna and her husband, Sean, own uh, the Penn Group, which is Penn Renewable Energies and Penn Real Estate Group. And uh, they bought this complex, or this space, I should say. We kind of more refer to it as like a campus. Back in like the early 2000s, uh, it used to be an old ironworks. So they used to make iron and steel for the city. Uh, then eventually it came, became like this rundown garage. It was just kind of this old dumpy place for a while. Uh, and Donna decided she wanted to clean it up and used all of the old corrugated steel from the old factory to build a hotel and put in some couple food and beverage things. We're going to be opening up an event space at some point. And then we're going to continue to see, you know, what else is needed out here in the mainline. So what does Lark mean? Uh, Lark is a bird. There's many variations of the single bird, but you see a lot of these little tiny larks flying around out here. They are a brown bird with kind of like a white breast with black trim. Very, very pretty. Very, very, very prevalent out on this area. 
So you wanted it like a regional Bella Kinwood-ish name? Yeah, I think we were looking for something to have to tie us back into the nature of here. You know, I think Philadelphia and the Man Line is notorious for underutilizing their river spaces and water spaces. And uh, I think we wanted to build out something that was beautiful and kind of in tune with nature out here and wanted the name to reflect that. So you are right on the river, right on the border between Bella Kinwood and Maniunk. Yep, we're, we're right here. The rooftop terrace that we have overlooks the river and at night you get pretty beautiful views of Maniac during the day down at the landing you're sitting right on the river the landing's definitely a lot simpler fried chicken sandwiches avocado toast grain bowls coffee pastries you know we have a bocce court outside we have some cornhole we're all connected to the Pencoy trails down here so during the weekend all you see is bikes and puppies and families down here it's kind of nice people going to lunch after working out yeah that as well you know during the week it's more people who are stopping by before or after the gym or people who are coming down and having meetings or actually just working here for the day and this is a little more upscale? A little bit, yeah. I think that we're calling it Mediterranean Coastal. It gives me kind of a little bit of leeway to get out of being pigeonholed as a French chef and be able to do a little bit more of my Italian roots and some Spanish flair, which is kind of nice. We have a fair amount of pasta on the menu, a lot of crudos, a lot of like simply roasted and simply grilled fish. It's coming together quite quickly. It's pretty fun. What can diners get at Lark that they won't get at your other three restaurants? I think Lark is a little bit more accessible. The idea being that we wanted to bring a center city restaurant to the main line without having to make people go to the city. I mean, we have free parking. We have a tremendous amount of space. We're an a la carte restaurant, so you can come in and order one course, three courses, four courses, however you see fit. It's been pretty fulfilling the way that we've been accepted into the community over the past year. It's been it's been pretty amazing. How, with the landing. Yeah, with the landing and even the first week that we were open at Lark. It was, you know, we were, we're packed and we're booked for weekends for the next month or so, which is nice, yeah. What are some of the highlights on the menu? Oh, geez. We have uh, sea urchin deviled eggs, which are really nice. Uh, mushroom ravioli with uh, like a foie gras hazelnut butter. We have a very, very simple cresta gallo which, with like a pork sugo, which is like a pork ragu. Grilled trout with cauliflower almondine. There's a lot of really like, you know, we try to take very simple dishes and just at, like identify one thing that we can change to elevate it and that's kind of like the ethos of what we're trying to do here as a former top chef winner what would be the one dish on the menu at lark that would be a top chef winning dish uh, it's been a while since your top chef i I haven't been in that mind frame for a while because i don't have to shop at whole foods anymore which is kind of nice um probably the goat cheese gnocchi with broccoli pesto and, and pine nuts it's really nice it's really it's very very pretty and it looks very delicate but it eats very hearty so that would beat out all the other chefs I hope so. Describe the space. So we are on this terrace, and this is really beautiful. And at night, I'm sure it's even more beautiful. How many seats do you have inside, outside, and what does it look like? Inside, we have about 80 seats. We have 20-seat bar. We have private dining for... I don't know, anything thing where from 15 to about 60 people. We can also do a large event. Like we have a wedding coming up this weekend for 140 people. Outside, we have about 35 seats. We're going to wait until the spring and to do like some form of a happy hour. I think that it's a very beautiful, accessible, date night out style restaurant in the middle of the main line. Are right, we talking about the food. Uh, let's move on to desserts. Okay. Pastry chef or is it you? No, still me. You know, we've... Uh, 
tried bringing on pastry chefs before, but I think that we've all agreed that, you know, when we all slam our noggins together, we figured it out ourselves. Uh, we have a coffee budino with dehydrated chocolate cake and whipped rum. Uh, there's a lemon ricotta cake with uh, morello cherries that are braised in a, in a lemon gelato. And then we're also doing, we also teamed up with a clot chocolate in Westchester. And uh, one of our desserts is simply just a chocolate bar. And it is uh, filled with hazelnut praline. Uh, you kind of break it open yourself at the table. And it's very good for sharing at the Because that's, personally, when I finish a meal, I want one of two things. I want either a scoop of, like, lemon sorbet, which we also have, or, like, one little tiny piece of chocolate. I feel like I wanted to cover those two bases. And then keep the other desserts simple. Um, you know, we're eventually going to add ice cream and stuff like that on the menu. But this is, this is our opening menu with our opening staff that we're working with right now. Do you have a preference? I mean, obviously you're a chef, so food. But is it... Do you enjoy just as much doing the desserts? I do. I kind of have a sweet tooth, and, and I've enjoyed uh, having fun with that over the past couple of years. Yeah. All right, drinks. What do you want to? What are the highlights on your drink menu? Ooh, um, the drink menu is kind of eclectic. We have a lot of tequila-based drinks, a lot of rum-based drinks, a couple of tiki drinks, a fair amount of bourbon-based drinks. We're basically taking classics and just giving our little twist on them, which is kind of nice. So everything's identifiable. I'm not gonna not gonna like confuse anybody we're not trying to go for very eclectic like uh flavor profiles we're just trying to you know make things updated and beautiful you said the overall theme is mediterranean yeah overall theme is mediterranean but you know with simplicity like we're not we're not trying to go bananas with crazy technique or anything it's just really great raw and simply grilled fish and really spectacular pastas uh, one or two meats on the menu but i think it's more of like a, a sharing plate style of restaurant and you said you get to go back to your kind of Italian roots. So what do you love about creating this, this particular menu? I think the simplicity of the food, how we allow the ingredients to speak for themselves. You know, everything that we do is either lightly marinated or simply, simply grilled, lightly sauteed. Like we really try to leave everything alone and just source really spectacular product. What's your favorite part about this restaurant? Uh, the freedom to kind of be able to do what we want, you know, at ITV, it's, you know, we're, it's a bar and we have bar food that goes at ITV. At Laurel, it's a relatively rigid, structured, tasting menu style restaurant. So we have to kind of like fit into somewhat of a box when we're, when we're designing the menu. Here, we can just kind of cook whatever we feel like cooking, which is nice. Whatever is freshest and whatever is in season and whatever is coming in that week, that's what's going to be on the menu. So how does it work with you behind the scenes? Like every restaurant right now, we are slightly short-staffed and we're just going to plow through it and then and cross our fingers and hope for the best but you know i think we're we're in a good position as far as opening goes how are you handling it i think we're doing as well as anybody else is at the moment i mean yeah, i think it's the past couple of years obviously been very difficult we've lost a lot of people in the restaurant industry uh, to other industries but you know we're fortunate enough where people actually enjoy working here so that's a fun environment um, and it's relatively busy and uh, people make pretty good money. So I think, I think we're doing okay. Obviously, we're still going to have our problems just like anybody else does right now. But we're not going to sit around and complain about it. We're just going to put our heads down and cook through it. What do you think restaurant owners need to do in order to attract workers? Or what are you doing to make it enticing? Be nice to your employees. I mean, it's been, <laughs> I think that's kind of been our standard for the past eight or nine years that we've been open is just, you know, create a fun environment. Like this, this should be fun. The idea is to have fun and enjoy yourself. And if you're not having fun, then the customers aren't having fun. And it's, it's, it's not going to be, I don't know, we talk about it all the time. Like you create your own environment. So we try to hire people who are inherently nice and want to learn. You, if you give me that person, I can teach them whatever that they want to learn in a restaurant. And uh, I think that we just try to find as nice people as we can and make sure that we 
keep the environment fun and light and exciting and just keep moving. Very interesting to hear you talk that way as I know that you kind of came up in this very rigid environment, the chef's <laughs> yelling and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely different than the way that we were raised, but I think that I was in myself and my old um, CDC, Edmund Conrad, we were at Lebec Finn for the last three and a half years that we were open, and when we finally ended up opening Laurel together, we basically said to ourselves, we wanted to be the antithesis of that. Um, we wanted to enjoy ourselves. We had ha- wanted to have fun cooking. There's no reason why you can't be unbelievably diligent and still a perfectionist, but still have fun and enjoy yourself. There's no reason why you have to yell and scream at people. And I, I think that we went through the worst of that. So coming out on the other side, we were like, all right, well, let's try to enjoy our jobs for the rest of our lives now. Yeah. Nice. And you get to do whatever you want because you're making your own restaurants. Yeah. Well, now it's now it's a little bit easier when it's your when it's your space to be able to do it. And it's been. It's enjoyable. Like I'm, I'm, I listen. I don't. It's not lost on me that I'm one of the the few people. Not one of the few people, but I actually enjoy going to work every day. Like I like my job. I, I as much as I love hanging out with my family and being with my kids and spending time with my wife. Like I enjoy going to work. I enjoy cooking for people. I enjoy seeing people in the dining room. Um, I enjoy interacting with our with our employees. I, I enjoy the grind. Um, I love the pace. And you know, I, I consider myself very very lucky. What's it like to open during a pandemic? I mean, I've been asking this for a while because it's like the never-ending pandemic. It's brutal. It's awful. From the staff shortages to supply chain shortages, uh, you know, food shortages, it's been everything is exponentially more expensive. And unfortunately, that pass need, that uh, buck needs to be passed along to the customer. So everything's getting more and more expensive across the board. You know, hopefully there'll be a correction by the new year and things will start to settle down a little bit. But, you know, we can't get the same chicken week after week we can't get the same vegetables week after week so it keeps us on our toes a little bit um, but it is definitely making us better managers which is nice how have the customers been interesting i think um for the most part normal stuff nothing crazy i think that people still again they have in their mind what they want to get out of a dining experience and we're still here to try to meet that expectations the good news is i think what the pandemic has done is like we've become more resolute in our idea of what we want to be as you know a restaurant team and uh and you know what we want our employees to stand up for so we're pretty firm on our rules now and people seem to kind of fall in line to that which is kind of nice rules being oh when it comes to like mask mandates and how uh, people are coming in and out and wait times and stuff like that like you can just be a little bit more diligent a little bit more stringent and making the restaurant and the rules kind of dictated for the restaurant's you know performance as opposed to like i don't know like we're closed we're closed three days a week now at Lark and at Laurel, and it's actually better for the business. And people kind of bitch about it once in a while that we can't, they can't come in on Tuesday or they can't come in on a Sunday. But it's like, listen, all my employees get three-day weekends. They make great money. We work our asses off four days a week, and we deserve three days of rest. So. Is it more than eight-hour days? Oh, yeah, always, always, always. That's why it's a yeah. shortened week. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, we typically at Laurel work 10, 12-hour days. It's been tough taking days off, being jumping between Laurel and, and Lark and the landing. But, you know, things are starting to settle down a little bit. It's starting to settle down, as I, I say that, as we're getting into the busy season of the year. But, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the year plays out. So if someone's coming to Lark, what should they order? Like, what is a cannot-miss dish or dessert or drink? I would say um, sea urchin deviled eggs, the mushroom ravioli, the uh, roasted dorade, and the budino 
kind of like would be a perfect meal. Anything else you want to add about Lark? No, we're looking forward to inviting uh, everybody, Mainline, Center City, everybody out here. Come check out our space. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful what we've done with this campus here, and uh, we're excited to just kind of keep introducing it to, to Pennsylvania. Reservations? Re- Reservations only right now. Um, we, Required. Yes. Uh, we are trying to ramp up our staff a little bit so we can start taking more people. Um, we are keeping our reservations pretty tight for the next couple of weeks until we bring on more staff and we can open up a little bit more. All right. So to get a reservation, you can go to? LarkPA.com. Nick Elmy, thank you so much and congratulations. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at foodinthe215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.